4: The money.
1: That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
5: Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN.
6: Are you an expert? Make Cobra Kai season five predictions and fight for a share of 5000 in cash prizes. Join the Cobra Kai Dojo Challenge and enter your predictions before the season five premiere on September 9th to take your shot at free cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Cobra Kai to join the action. DraftKings.com for details.
3: Let's begin this hour talking more football as Drew Butler joins the program now. Former Georgia Bulldog now hosts the Punt and Pass podcast with former Georgia quarterback Aaron Murray. Uh, Drew, good morning today. How are you?
7: Hey, guys. I'm great. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Last night was an awesome start to the college football season. How about uh, the totals last night
3: in some of those games? Completely flying over. I thought we said this earlier. Some pretty good quarterback play, for the most part. But also, have they been practicing tackling across the country in August? didn't didn't appear so last
7: night. You know, it's funny. You watch Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell. He's so convincing in the physicality of training camp. And he just kept preaching to those guys, you have to get the reps in training camp so you're ready to go week one. Uh, You saw those guys tackling to the ground, the Detroit Lions, early on in training camp. It seems like those college teams certainly have not been doing that and it showed last night for sure.
3: Do you think your former team is laying too many points. It got to 18 there for a yeah. minute, maybe even an 18 and a half, now pretty much back down to 17. I bet the Ducks plus 10 for the first half. Get your thoughts on that. And I think if, if Georgia does cover this number, I think it's just going to be all, all that, because they reload. I mean, come on. Uh, he's, yeah. been, he's been recruiting as well as Saban now over the last four or five years. And I think they can eventually pull away and separate, but I like Ducks' first half, what say you?
7: Yeah, I think that's probably the right bet. I, I see a slow start, right? And I think there's a lot of unknowns in this matchup, which would lead you to think that this line is probably a bit too high. Uh, the total has ticked up a little bit as well throughout the week. But what I think is the familiarity and the storylines around this entire matchup. Dan Lanning, of course, the defensive coordinator at Georgia for the past three years. Brian McClendon, who's now the wide receivers coach at Georgia, came from Oregon a year ago. Bo Nix knows Georgia and Kirby Smart very, very well. And keep in mind, Oregon's expected to have a top 10 defense towards the end of this season. So I think the unknowns leading into this matchup would lend itself to a relatively close, maybe slower paced first half. And then the halftime adjustments are made that talent discrepancy shows up. Georgia probably dominates the second half. I do think, but I'm seeing like, 38-24, 34-20. 38-24, 34-20. I think it's right around that 14 number rather than the 17 number. Uh, I could see 34-20. Oregon gets two field goals, probably stopped in the red zone at some point. And the score, with maybe a late score from Oregon, shows it to be a little bit closer than maybe if you watch the game. I expect Georgia to really control the game. Um, but I would think the familiarity that Dan Landing has with this offense specifically is, He knows how to slow this game down. He knows how to frustrate Stetson Bennett. Um, Georgia will probably focus on the run game a pretty good bit in the second half, slow the game down, get out of there. And I do think this, guys, tell me what you think. If given the opportunity, Kirby Smart is not going to run it up on Dan Lanning. Mm -hmm. That's his guy. They just won a national championship together last year. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any statement piece needed from Georgia to absolutely run them out of Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. So I think get out of there with no injuries. Uh, get a convincing win and go on to week two.
6: This is for Oregon and also uh, most teams in college football with the transfer portal. Oregon has 21 transfers coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think that's really going to hurt them Saturday. Do you agree?
7: I I would agree, you know, and this is a different type of atmosphere for Oregon. I mean, it's going to be a raucous stadium, Georgia. I would expect 70, 30 at the least, as far as fans inside the dome And, and Oregon hasn't played in the stadium. Georgia's very familiar with it. So, It'll be really interesting to see just how Dan Lanning reacts to certain in-game situations in his first bid as a head coach in college football. You saw a lot of head-scratching decisions last night, whether you agree or disagree with Neil Brown punting uh, in the fourth quarter or what Purdue was doing uh, with passing and not running the ball to take some time off the clock. So those mm-hmm. situational things will probably creep up. George is ready to go. Um, it seems like they've had a great camp as well. Again, I just think this is too high of a number. I see mid-30s to low-20s in Oregon covers.
6: We know Georgia and Alabama just reload. What do you think of the Cincinnati game now, where they lose all these guys to the NFL and no sauce and no Ritter? You're hearing it's going to be Brian at quarterback, the transfer. They've won 22 in a row in the regular season. What do you think of this matchup going on the road? And again,
7: 80,000 people they're expecting. Yeah, there's there's so much on the line for these teams, even like an Oregon, but Cincinnati especially. We'll get to Utah in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But if they play these games close, if they win these games, man, they are set up for great success throughout the rest of the season. They're going to be able to put a feather in their cap later on when they're jockeying for college football playoff rankings. And Cincinnati, whether you agree or disagree, they play really well against power five teams. I mean, they were up on Georgia, I think, by 14 points in the Peach Bowl a couple years ago. Uh, Relatively speaking, they played really well against Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. It was just a mismatch on the lines of scrimmage Mm -hmm. last year in the playoff. I think they play this game close as well. Uh, I think that they know if they play Arkansas close, they don't have to win. But if they play an SEC team close, especially one that's ranked in the top 25 at the time, they're again going to be positioned really well in the American Athletic Conference to fight for college football playoff rankings later on in the season. I think this is a close game. I don't think Cincinnati is scared at all. I love Luke Fickle. I I really do. So I think they're going to keep this within six and a half points. I'm leaning towards Cincinnati here.
3: And I think we're probably going to get a lower scoring game in that contest as well, based on a lot on what you just said. Okay, so you never played at Florida because the annual Florida-Georgia game is in Jacksonville, obviously. Um, But what's it like for a team not used to playing in SEC country in very early September? It's like hurricane season. It's super hot and humid. And now here's Utah with some super high expectations. Now traveling there to play in the swamp. I mean, that's going to be a lot for that team to probably play in.
7: No doubt, and it's the first game for Billy Napier as the head coach at Florida. Uh, all reports coming out of their camp is that Anthony Richardson is looking the part, expecting to do what he came to Gainesville to do. Uh, but when you think about the altitude versus the humidity, you know this game's not kicking off at noon. It, it is at 7 p.m. Now mm-hmm. that will make a huge difference. But Utah's a top 10 team. I know they lost a little bit on the both lines of scrimmage, uh, but I like Cam Rising. I like Kyle Whittingham too. I mean, I think. This line has been kind of screaming out to me leading up. We talked about it when I was in studio with you all a couple of weeks ago. I I like Utah here. I really do, and if they lose, I won't be upset, but I like Utah laying the three points. I just think it'll take time for Billy Napier. That's Mm -hmm. not a knock on him. That's not a knock on Florida. I think it will take a little bit of time for Billy Napier in Florida. He is recruiting really well on the road for them to see that type of success. Utah is a top-10 team. For a reason, going back to what I just said about Cincinnati, they know that if they win this game, the Pac-12 is in really good, um, you know, situation heading in throughout the rest of the 2022 campaign. So I think hungry dogs run faster. I I think Utah is really hungry in this spot. If they knock off an SEC team on the road, uh, they're going to be fired up for the rest of 2022. So I'll lay the three here.
6: This is, uh, you know, a little unfortunate that the two marquee games, you have 17-point spreads. But can can Notre Dame – uh, two top five teams playing, but can Notre Dame hang within 17?
7: I don't think so. I was drinking a coffee yesterday listening to you guys when Brad Powers gave that statistic out. Notre Dame yeah. against top 10 teams since 1994, 5-44 and 44 straight up. I mean, I my, my, my jaw dropped. It, it really did. And I just sit there and I think about Notre Dame's struggles against really good teams throughout the last couple of years and I think this, everybody's talking about this 17 and a half point spread, right? Everybody's saying, wow, it's disrespectful to Notre Dame. We've never seen a spread this big against two top five teams. I don't think it's necessarily disrespectful to Notre Dame. I think it makes you question, why are they ranked number five? Right. I think you have to look at the rankings to go. That's probably incorrect. It might be some of that media bias that we see so often. But Notre Dame probably should not be ranked number five if they were ranked twelve then you would understand this 17-and-a-half point spread. Ohio State's got too much firepower. I don't think Tyler Buckner is going to be able to keep up and put points on the board, even with the questions around Ohio State's defense. So looking at all of the statistics that favor Ohio State in this point spread, I'll lay the 17-and-a-half. I think the Buckeyes are really going to point a lot of points up on the board.
6: I, I agree with that. I think Notre Dame loses three or four games, and they shouldn't be top five. You're, you're right. Uh, you went to Georgia. You played in the NFL. Your dad is Kevin Butler. Yeah. On the 85 Bears, hello, Marquis. What's that like going back to some of the – the the when the team gets together and how they're uh, beloved in Chicago?
7: Yeah, you know, it's unlike anything I've ever seen, and those guys deserve it. Uh, how that 85 team is embraced around the streets of Chicago at certain events, uh, they are beloved, and it's unbelievable. You go back – I mean, I've watched a lot of football in my day. You guys have as well. I think they're one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, And if they had that type of personality in the social media age uh, that we live in today, I don't know if it would have been the same. Uh, Chicago embraces those guys. They absolutely deserve to be embraced like that. Uh, And I'm thankful to be able to jump up there with dad whenever they have some sort of event. Um, It's always a blast. So I'm a Bears fan at heart. I really am. I'll be rooting for those guys. I, I hope that they see some success. I liked how Justin Fields looked in the preseason. Uh, so we'll see what happens. They got a tough sled in ahead the of them, though, on the NFC North. Yeah. You
3: know, it's crazy. That's now 37 years ago. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, just in casual <laughs> conversation, yeah. still to this day, we drop 85 bears like the 27 Yankees. And people, yeah. pe- no matter where you are, people are like, oh, yeah, I-, I know what you're talking about. Remember that team very well. It's unbelievable. It
7: really is. Yep. Um, and again, they deserve it. the The way that they would dominate. And I think the oh. funniest thing or the coolest thing that my dad says is after that, Monday night loss against the Dolphins, right? Everybody was saying, oh, the Bears going to go undefeated. Uh, the narrative was, oh, they lost. They're not focused anymore. But My dad said the number one thing that they always wanted to do was just win the Super Bowl. So they didn't even care inside the locker room. Like, okay, one game, we're going to go on. Then they smoked everybody in the playoffs, and it wasn't even close. I mean, sco- teams weren't even scoring against them. 46 to 10 in the Super Bowl in New right. Orleans. I mean, that was uh, unbelievable. So, yep. Yeah. You awesome. can
3: follow him on Twitter. He is at Drew Butler, hosts uh, the Punt and Pass podcast with Aaron Murray. Drew, man, I uh, love talking to you. Thanks so much for the time today. Enjoy the games this weekend.
7: Absolutely. You guys too. We'll talk soon.
3: Yeah, be good. So he even thinks his former team laying too many points uh-huh. against Oregon. Pulls away in the second half. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. The other thing too, Napier's an
6: excellent coach. Woodingham's awesome. But you go you, 11 wins, 10 wins, and 13 wins at Louisiana. 13-1 and one last year. Now you take over with... Uh, with Florida. That's, but you got to win that if you're Utah. All these expectations. If they don't, the you're going to have to ten. run the table. Yep.
3: If you want a real chance to make the playoff. Yep. Bottom line. I have the under in that game. So I expect backyard brawl from last night all over again. Scoreless at halftime and then a yeah. shootout in the second half. <laughs> According to reports, uh-oh, we have some serious trouble in paradise.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VCN.
6: Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, V-CEN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200 with wagering at more than 300 tracks. AI-assisted picks, the first bet app's easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments,
3: great customer service, reliable website details, vsun.com slash horses. Paulie, let me ask you this question. Uh, By the way, great conversation with Drew Butler, uh, former Georgia Bulldog. Very, very good. Cool guy, too. Came in studio. Made a point to come in studio like uh, in the summertime when he was out here staying at Mandalay Bay, which is not even close to where we're at. He woke up bright and early to come in with us. Um, if you missed it, by the way, go get the Follow the Money podcast. Simple. Follow the Money. It's what it's called. Wherever you download, subscribe, and listen to your podcast. What's your level of concern right now with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers?
6: <sighs> Eight. That high. Uh, well, Jensen's out significant time now. Yep. I mean, him on the
3: IR for much
6: of the year. Yep. You saw that news, too. So other guys, they were losing, and then he just takes off for two weeks. He has, ah, God, he's the GOAT, but problems in his personal life? Can you block it out? Maybe. But trouble in paradise with Giselle? God, yes. I it, it's So many weapons, though. I mean, it, you, no one can stop Gage. Oh, here's Julio. Here's Evans. Uh, can anybody okay. protect him? Yeah, I know. That's, that's all these injuries, yes. The I, losses I, on I, the defensive I, line. Let me
3: drop it. Seven. I'll go seven. Seven? I'll go seven, level of concern. So. Okay, so this is from page six, New York Post. Trouble in Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen's paradise. Multiple sources tell page six exclusively. The model has left their family compound in Tampa for Costa Rica following a series of heated arguments over Brady's shock decision to unretire from the NFL while he has remained behind the team training. And they're in a big fight, according to sources. Yelling, screaming, who knows? Not good. Does but it block
6: it, it, it out? Does it carry it over? I don't know. I, I would say I would say he's the goat and it's not going to affect his play. Uh but does
3: it, he retire again? Does he call it? Well, acquits? that
6: that's also in play,
3: right? What if what is, if in order to save the marriage now, the only way to do it is to say in the next couple of the next seven days, I can't do this. And just that's the ultimate bombshell. But it was huge back in March or February, and then it took like a month, and he's like, I'm home with the kids. Enough's enough. I'm not going to do this every day. I got to go play football again. Changes mind. Oh, makes sense. That did it's not like, say. Wait well a with second. Her.
6: Yeah, it's like I'm, we're supposed to be focused on us relationship now. But he, he, here's the thing, she is losing, and she's not used to this. Supermodel making sixty million a year back in the day. Uh, DiCaprio, uh, right? She have any? Okay, I'm. I'm losing. He loves football more than her. That's what she can say. That's what she can say. She can't get away for his love of football. And he said, well, you told me we had an agreement you were going to step away. And then he changed his mind. You know, the other thing, too, about, you know, I got the kids. I got get out of here with it. It's like the Bill Burr line, right? I know you're a mother, but it's like you make all this money. you, You can send the kids to bed. Trumped up charges anytime you want, because you don't want to have a glass of wine at one o'clock and watch the prices right. I mean, it's a great rant from Bill Burr about she's a mother. It's so difficult. I mean, with the, come on. You got so, so much help if you need it, right? But this is They have they're okay. They yes, have some money. Right, right. Yeah, it's not like she's like, oh Christ, I got the ditches. I gotta take the garbage out. I got let's let's not go overboard here. But uh I can understand her frustration where, right, you are showing football more love than me, and this was not the plan.
3: Right, and this has been now a narrative or a problem for her for many years. This is not just a one-off in 2022. Like this has been talked about for I, he's 45, so they've had this discussion for a long time. She always loses. So, so probably in her head, yeah. she's like Tommy. You're, is this going to go on until you're 50? This is absurd. We might be dead at 65, 70 years old. Who knows? Yeah. And when do you You've see won that. enough for well, his
6: comment when he comes back? I'm 45. There's a lot of bleep going on in my life. So that is that's the angle. If uh, It's like okay, that's it. You know what? I have to, oh boy, he would really be screwing over his teammates, though. If the, if I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but th- your scenario. Well, in her mind, like,
3: she's screwing her over
6: more, well, way more than that. Wow, well, he's, he's also got to say, "Well, sorry guys, I changed my mind. I can't
3: do this." And now it's playing Gabbert time or Trask. I whatever. mean, but but she does have the L She can come over the top though, right, and say, "Well, if the reports are too, she already ch- already took off." No, but she could she can also play this against him okay, Mm -hmm. if you want to keep doing this, by the way, I make more money than you. I have for my, in fact, I laugh at how much money you make. And the reason why you were able to take these team-friendly deals is because of me and how much money I make. And she she could also say, I could get any dude in the world, why would I continue to do this? She could play that if she wants, and I'm sure she has already. Can't get DiCaprio, she's over 25. Well, that's the only guy that she can't get, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But pretty much anybody else. She can just pick them out of a lot and be good to go. Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you like Dallas week one? I already kind of did a a while back. this news now. I already did a while back. Uh, Okay, so what do you think of their alternate win totals? I'm not really keen on laying 250 on a season-long win total, but under 12 at circa is minus 250? They're going to win 13 games to beat me? Yeah. They're going to go 13-4? and
6: Look at that schedule to start, too. Uh, Oh, I... Dallas. It would be so
3: juicy to me if they start zero and four, and Tom's like, I, "I'm done." <laughs> Kansas City. Uh their under ten is now plus one eighty five. If you think they go nine and eight or worse, and by the way, that number has changed because I believe the yelp total before here was ten and a half under, and so I, I bet them various ways again, uh, based on. You know, the offensive line stuff first and foremost, and then Tom all of a sudden skipping camp for 10 days. It's not pretty, man. It's not well, the, good.
6: There's ways to work around that and just, bam, get the ball out fast. And uh, he's the GOAT, and it's not even close. I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl, and Antoine Smith was his leading rusher. I think he had 600 yards that year. It was He also had the problem in New England was a lack of weapons. But you saw what? Then they gave him new toys in 2007, right? Oh, you're not Manny. Okay, well, here's Moss and Welker and all these stalwarts and these weapons. Most points— most touchdowns should have been undefeated. All that, so and then now you see Gage, Julio, Evans, who, Godwin, who he's throwing to. You could you could say good luck yep. to spread him out and throw and it, dump, it, give it to Fournette once in a while. But uh, the one thing that like most guys though, but if you get him off his spot, you make him uncomfortable. Can't move. He's a statue. Well, it comes down to the offensive yep. line.
3: Yep, it's it's a tough call. Well, to add on top of this too, when when it goes off the cliff, it really goes off the the cliff fast. And so, obviously, with his year last year, he showed no signs of slowing down whatsoever. But and it, maybe he won't even this year. But maybe this, you know, it's a snowball effect where everything else around him has such a big effect and the old line is decimated and his, you know, personal life is really catching up with him now and playing head games. I mean, I will never forget Peyton Manning all of a sudden just lost it overnight. And
6: oh, nothing on the ball. No, no zip whatsoever.
3: Yeah. And I was saying this is before Visa never existed. Peyton Manning was the worst quarterback in football the year Denver won the Super Bowl. If that team had a top-ten quarterback, that Denver team would, would have been one of the best teams we've ever seen. Because go go back and look at the defense. That defense dominated Tom. They could not protect Tom in the NFC, uh, AFC title game. Right. And they got to him. The I think they had 20 hits on him, pressured him the entire time. Manning was done. He was completely toast at that point. Drew, what happened to Drew Brees? I mean, it was four or five years ago. It was the same old Drew Brees. Like, this guy's never going to get old. Then all of a sudden... They never threw—I mean, we we broke it all down over, like, two, three years ago. His average intended air yards were like—it was like three yards. It was a dump-off every single time. To Kamara, Michael Thomas, he couldn't throw the ball down the field. And maybe that doesn't happen to Tom, but everything else around him is just caving in at the same exact time. Maybe he knows it's over, and it's out of sight, out of mind. That's the other thing, too. All right, well, she's off in Costa
6: Rica. The hell with her. All right, that's it. I know I have the kids, but I have— uh... I got to focus on business. The whole thing's weird. With the whole Miami story, you know, I retire. Then I have this whole Miami plan, and I'm going to pl- play with the Dolphins with Sean Payton, and that gets blown up because of the Flores deal. And then he couldn't stand Arians. It's like, then he has the meeting with the Glazers. All of a sudden, they get rid of Arians. Arians is gone now. Now he gets his wish with Bulls. He's got to stick it out. Now if he goes, sorry, i got to trade my marriage. They're looking, I'm like, what the hell, man? We, we got have, rid of aerians. We're helping you out. We brought yeah. in toys for you.
3: We have nine days until Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. Until it actually kicks off. Is that enough time for him to change his mind?
1: I that's mean. Why, that's
6: why the whole deflate thing, deflate gate thing was a bunch of crap, too. There were also, the rumors where they were going through a tough time in a marriage during that. And, of course, he's not going to give up his phone then. God knows what was on that, too, not to mention who his wife is and and he, who he hangs out with, because the Affleck thing was going
3: on, where he was sleeping with the nanny. That's another one. Not giving up my phone. Two hundred and fifty to one to have the worst record in the NFL. Yeah. I Think you can do better than that, by the way. You yeah. can find better than that. I've said uh, yes. Yeah. Four hundred. You found four hundred to one. Someone better, Yeah. I Is saw that one. right? The worst it's record in the NFL. So,
6: no, it's on social media.
3: That's in play to me if Tom Brady would say I'm done in the next nine days. Yeah, you're not a Blake Gabbard fan. Uh, no. Yeah. I think you're the only person on the planet who might, maybe is a little bit. I'm with, I think six games is possible. Boy, this is getting juicy. Man. Did you bet the Cowboys?
6: Good. Well.
3: Mike at McC- Cowboys, McCarthy. at Saints. I know. Mike McCarthy. I mean,
6: with, their, with the mess they're dealing with. I don't like betting him. It's a tough game. Who knows? He might just give us a middle finger and
3: fourth throw four touchdowns Sunday night. Good. So, good. It's, yes, but I'll tell you have, what. If, if, anything's possible. If they do start, if they lose yeah. that game. Week two looming, the team, the the team that he cannot beat. Correct at the Saints. I mean, nine nothing last year. Incredible.
6: One and three is
3: possible. That that's yeah, a one and three starter that could happen. All right, Adam Chernoff has been moving markets this week. Which bets did he make, and what does he currently like for Week One of the NFL coming up next?
5: is follow the money
6: on VCN. Less than a week away from the start of the NFL, the guide is out. Playoff predictions. All the hosts have a win total recommendation. Be a VCN subscriber. Prep for the season. Get ready to win. Sign up early, discounted 175 rate. Both guides and all access to the Super Bowl or $40 a month. See everything Vison has to up your betting game slash subscribe on every Tuesday and Friday during the football season the great Adam Chernoff, simple handicap podcast follow him on Twitter and uh, he moves markets uh follow the Telegram as well with covers.com first things first how did you enjoy Naked City what did you think of the wings and the pizza and what would you what grade would you give Naked City
5: well i i don't know if i'm qualified to give like the number grade that's a pretty prestigious honor to have bestowed upon you. But um, I'll say this. Mitch broke down the night very well on Monday. But what I thought was omitted from that entire story was the call by Adam Hill on the garlic butter wings. I- I've never gone that direction with wings before. Right. And I-, I don't know what I was biting into, but it was fantastic. So I can't speak highly enough of those. And And that pepperoni pizza was very sneaky as well. Yeah, very good.
3: I agree. The wings, I think, very were the, good. were the highlight of the meal. Yeah, yeah, those were excellent. That guy thrives with the wings for sure. I thought oh, were, he, was, yeah.
5: he dialed in from the time he sat down. And what I will say too is that it was they were so good you almost forgot the pizza was coming. Too many people overindulged on the wing, but it was well worth it. Bingo. Very, very good evening.
6: Yeah, uh, don't forget that sleep on the sandwiches, the beef on whack, and the royal sandwich too. Mm-hmm. Naked City Very nice. Good job. Very, very nice. Well done. All right, you have a lot of Uh, plays. Let's start with a couple totals. How about the Thursday night game? Why you like Bill's Rams over?
5: So a lot of plays, but a lot more coming. Um, This was definitely one of them. So if you're seeing 52 and a half, maybe wait for a minute or two on this one. Maybe check it later in the weekend. You might be able to get 52 Uh, What I will say about this, the Bills' defense, at least to start the season, I think very, very overrated. Last year, inflated by a lot of weather games. They had a lot of wind late. Everyone's looking at this as a number one defense from a year ago. It is not that whatsoever. And it certainly is that without Tredavious White, who's going to be out for the first couple of weeks. And Jordan Poyer has not practiced all of August. So just watch. Watch the total and see what you can find there. But offensively, as much as the Bills' defense may have been suppressed, that offense, as great as it was, sort of suffered the same fate. They played in a lot of weather games down the stretch last year. This year, they face a Rams defense to start the season. Great at number one, but the drop-off past Ramsey, cornerbacks two, three, and four, is gigantic. And the drop-off behind Donald, huge as well. And so... Really like the Bills' offense in this game to be driving things forward, and then the Rams playing catch-up potentially, or even just within a competitive game. McVay pass rate through the roof. And so a spot here where the Bills' secondary is banged up, Allen Robinson steps in for L.A. Just really like both of these offenses to have a really big start to the season. Really like this over all things around.
6: And what a treat this is. How about a prop? The last time we saw Davis, he had one of the best performances receiving wise in playoff history what do you think of davis in this game
5: props are up early uh they're only going to continue to come out earlier and earlier as we go through each week this season and so there's a few regulated sports books that have a number on gabe davis at 59 and a half receiving yard that's a number i think is is kind of comically short in a way It <laughs> okay. should be uh <laughs> it should should start with a seven or an eight not a five Uh, So that's really, really low. I think we see a situation where Davis, within a few weeks, potentially is priced higher than Diggs from a receiving yards perspective. Um, Let's see that adjustment happen. But yeah, those are out there right now. If you see that, pretty good over to take.
3: What was your reaction to the news yesterday out of uh, Titans camp? Adam, a brutal blow to the defense. Harold Landry, who had 12 sacks last year, lost before the season even begins uh this to me was going to be one what maybe one of the better units in the entire league i love the combination there of landry simmons some other playmakers they have on defense but overall how how big of an impact do you think this loss is going to have on that team It,
5: it was the best unit on the titans roster from a position grouping standpoint so i think losing him is going to be quite significant to that pass rush overall uh the titans are a team that i have a lot of questions about just because of where they finished a year ago number one seed probably the most overrated overachieving one seed we've ever seen in the nfl and so not only now is the front seven depleted but obviously everything that happened in the offseason this is a titans team that is just void of much skill position talent beyond derrick henry coming off of the injury so a lot of questions for me about the titans and that week one point spread against the giants is very interesting because the the Giants all of a sudden have a ton of problems and a ton of question marks themselves. Yeah. I don't know if any team has sort of decreased in my level of optimism over the course of the preseason than the Giants and what they have going into week one. So uh, an interesting spread at five and a half in that game for week one.
6: Paul, the money, Paulie and Mitch in the Sports Betting Network, Adam Chernoff, our guest, covers com, Simple Handicap podcast as well. Uh, Now, this moved three points. Why did you like New England-Miami over?
5: Yeah, I can't suggest betting over 47 here. Um, Move three points. Miami is a dead-over team, and that's probably something that people listening can put in the back of their minds for the next number of weeks through September and October. Uh, Everything that we are seeing from Miami, not only in the preseason, but what we're hearing practice-wise, what we're hearing, camp and scheme-wise, it's much deeper shots down the field. Tua, within this scheme in preseason, his intended air yards were nearly double his rate what they were a season ago. McDaniel is trying to get everything he can out of this deep passing offense. What Tyree Kill brings to it is significant, and so we're going to see a very different Dolphins offense that the betting market wasn't ready for in Week One. That total was much too short. They also have issues within the secondary too. start the year, a couple injuries that are going to keep guys out. So it's a, a much improved offense with a defense. That's going to take a couple weeks to come around. And for me, the reason I played this total was because as bad as the Pats offense was reported to be in preseason, I think one thing I'm quite confident in is their pass rate is going to increase a lot Mm -hmm. compared to what we saw a year ago. But also this is a defense that due to departures, due to guys moving on, unlikely to be able to play man coverage at the same rate they did. And that's really been a Belichick staple. This is going to be a defense that I think they have to move and play a lot more zone, which means more passes completed, allowed to opposing quarterbacks, more opportunity, less aggression overall. So uh, the Patriots, too, kind of a a quiet over team as well as they're going to pass a lot more on offense. And defensively, this is going to be one of the worst defenses Belichick puts on the field. So all those things matched up made this a pretty great over to play. But at 47, it's just it's too high now. It's where it should be.
3: Very good breakdown. Okay, so there is an extremely popular week one teaser, obviously. It's the 49ers with the Ravens. But you're going to avoid putting Baltimore on this two-leg teaser. But, and you're going to team up the 49ers with another leg that you found that you liked. Tell us which one it is and why.
5: Yeah, this is one that everyone can play right now this morning. Uh, The line that hasn't moved, teasers usually won't. Uh, We haven't seen the sides take off yet. So I'll pair the 49ers, and you can tease them to minus one, with the Vikings, who you can tease up to plus seven and a half. And depending where you play, you might get a half point either way. But just get Minnesota above the seven. 49ers and Minnesota, two of my biggest play-on teams Of the offseason going into 2022 love both of them and the Niners against the Bears huge matchup advantages on both sides San Francisco probably puts the best front seven on paper to start the season on the field the Bears 32nd O-line projection in a couple of different spots so a massive pass rush advantage for the Niners but the Bears defense we talked about the Patriots defense changing The Bears lost two of their best run-stopping defensive linemen. They lost their best pass rusher. The secondary is completely overhauled. This is a Niners team that is going to get whatever they want offensively. Massive mismatch there. For the Packers, looking to just play against them, uh, lots of questions on offense. Where where are they going to find their receiver beyond potentially Dobbs, who steps in as a rookie? So that offense, not going to be nearly as explosive as it could be later in the year. And the Vikings, we've talked about them a couple shows here now in a row. Uh, this is an offense that's going to trend up in almost every direction with Zimmer out and in O'Connell stepping in. So everything about Minnesota's offense, I think they're going to be able to put up 21 to 24. That makes the Packers offensive struggles a little bit too concerning for me to see how they're going to get outside of this number on the road in Minnesota, having to get it by eight plus. So uh, I think this is a nice advantage teaser leg. Really like the Vikings, really like the Niners, but very good teaser opportunity here in Week
3: 1. Yep. Superb appearance as always. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Schirnoff. The podcast is called The Simple Handicap, and he's with Covers.com. It was uh, great hanging with you last week, and Thanks for the time as always.
5: Thanks for taking me out, and it was a ton of fun. And Tuesday show, a lot more to talk about on Week 1, so it's going to be great to get back into the regular season.
3: Can't wait. Yeah. We'll talk to you then, for sure. Uh, we track all the picks and best bets offered on VEASAN every day with picks at a glance this daily summary is only for vsin pro subscribers. Find them at vsin.com or through our email newsletter. The vsin daily. Become a vsin pro at slash subscribe.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on vSENG.
6: Good start last night. Let's do it again tonight. And a great weekend. College football, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday of the college football season for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs. New promotions, props every day. Bet Rivers, your go to book. Great house specials. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com today. It's a whole new game. You yeah, had day baseball, you had uh, tennis. We're getting ready for foot, college football. Then you had the woge bomb. Coming out of nowhere with the NBA trade yesterday. Oh, How
3: about that? No yeah. warning whatsoever. No,
6: no. And you are thinking, all right, maybe can the Knicks do it? The number one market, can they get? It? No, they can't get a superstar. The guy's from New York. Are they, no, they can't get it. And he, he winds up going to the Cavs. And then, you know, you got to be quick on the draw. When you see something like this and you make a big trade like that, what happens to the win total? What happens to the futures? And you got to pounce. You got to jump on it in a hurry. And Mitchell going to Cleveland and a huge package. And Danny Ainge now got 15 first-round picks. And what he ended up turning Gobert and Mitchell into, total rebuild. But the Cavs, who were in the playing around last year, and frisky. And now this is, I mean, you, 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 you're going to need Mobley and Allen, who are great defensively because, yes, Mitchell's awesome. I will say this. And Mitchell, Garland, they're going to be a problem defensively. But what they're going to do offensively is going to be great. Can Mitchell improve defensively? But people forget how good this guy is. In the bubble against Denver in that series, scored 57, 51, and 44 in that series alone. He's a great player.
3: Uh, I can't go that far. You don't think he's a great player? I would not use the word great. I think he'll improve
6: defensively. I think, and this is. uh, I think he can be great.
3: I think he can be great. I don't think overall so far in his uh, career in the NBA, I can call him a great player. I just can't do it. I think the problems with Gobert were. uh, well, maybe led to the issues that's too, the and, then, and
6: then also taking plays off
3: defensively. By the way, that's which another got to
6: fix, but right.
3: Yet another reason why I like Mobley at forty to one for defensive player of the year, because Mitchell was on those teams with the Jazz when Gobert would win it, because they were bad on the yep. wings. Gobert yep. would clean everything up underneath, and Mobley can be that guy already. Um, by the way, I'm looking right now the highest that you can find at, at legal sports books. It appears the highest number you can find on the Cavaliers to win the Eastern Conference is sixteen to one. They were 50 yesterday. Wow. They were 100, or, or actually I saw 125 to win the NBA title. Too much? Of an adjustment? Yes, yes. I think so. Yeah. I, I'd
6: say, What well, are they better than the Nets? I was thinking about that driving in. I think it's close. But I think top five seeds in play. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I like that. I bet 8-1 to one to win the division. So that, I, that's why, a good bet. Yeah, why does Milwaukee care, right? So Because they uh, won, what, 44 games last year. Cleveland, and now you get this big acquisition and, and the pieces that they have, and who knows if there more moves could be coming, right? You have Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Allen. Maybe you, you move Love and acquire some guys too. So and, the the win total went from 42.5 to 46.5, and the Jazz now what as low as 24.5. Yeah. Woo! I'm surprised they gave, uh, and then they signed Sexton into the extension. I know. I'm surprised. But then the other stuff that comes out of this, Wojbom. At the start of the trade talks in July, the Knicks offered uh the Knicks offered Barrett, Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and three unprotected first round picks. The Jazz turned that down. And then there are multiple reports that they offered Barrett and two picks. Then there was another report that they would have got the deal done, but wouldn't put Grimes in it. So well, then see. it's just like, like, like then the Knicks got pissed off at Ainge. And then they, they pulled uh, Barrett and then signed him with the uh, the extension. And then Ains got pissed, according to people. There was bad blood. Brian Winhor said that. And then all of a sudden the Knicks were like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, we're, we'll re- reassess and we'll come back in a day or two. But you snooze, you lose. You leave the negotiating
3: table. Whoop, here comes Cleveland. And now you're out. Sure. The fact that, I mean, they would not include Grimes seems very bizarre to me. Yes. That's the part that I can't wrap my head around. Right. But also, I would say this about the Knicks too, and maybe giving up a bunch of players and a ton of picks. Who's to, who's to say Barrett's not going to be better than Mitchell? That that's possible. That can absolutely happen. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to it's a, a lock to happen, but he can get to his level. Wow, well, this guy's an assassin though. I, I I mean, he's agree. a great scorer. He's a, he's a, a scorer. he's a nice scorer. He's a nice. He takes too many nights off. Okay, he's inconsistent. His defensive play has been horrendous. He has to fix that, absolutely. Uh, yes. Yep. So that's, that's bad defensively. But that's a lot of guys. You're much I mean, higher Lillard. on him than I. Am. Oh, what do you think of Lillard? Lillard can guard you. Oh, Lillard, Lillard is up here. Donovan Mitchell is down here. Oh, come Mitchell on. Mitchell is not even close. Oh, do you think that's that big of a gap? Oh, Lillard blows Mitchell out of the water. They both suck. defensively. Lillard is like all time good. Oh. Mitchell is eh. Hey, I'll take him or leave him. Who was on those Utah teams though? I, my, I would have. They were like a one seed. Yeah, well so the, it wasn't just him? I don't think there was a great supporting cast there. Yeah, but they had like uh, the best three point shooting team in the NBA for like a year and a half or two year stretch. Well
6: he spreads guy, he can attack the rim and, and penetrate and kick too. The other thing, uh, they're not done. I know can, can the Lakers do something here? Because they're gonna ship Bogdanovich out and uh and Clarkson as well. So could this be a landing spot for Westbrook? And but rest assured, Utah's gonna make uh some other moves too. And this this low total now. Well, they are totally tank. And that's the, that goes back to what I said earlier about Barrett. Maybe Ains says, not don't want him too good, too good because they want the, the kid from France.
3: Right. And so there's a chance again, that win total is 24 and a half. I want to say, make the case today that this is going to be similar to what Oklahoma City went through a couple years ago when they gutted the entire team. They were absolutely in full tank mode. Right. And everybody panicked. And they said, this team's going to completely stink. And they they flew over their win total. And it was a good story. But I think Ainge is going to manipulate this roster to the point of where not enough good players are going to have the chance to be on the court to actually put together a string of wins. And that's why you probably don't want a player like Barrett. If he's full-blown tank mode, wants a number one overall pick, then you cannot be winning 25, 26 games. You need to really be worse than that. And the best way to do that is to have as little talent as possible on your your roster. Mm -hmm. Actually, so bringing in Russell Westbrook would make that chance go up.
6: Bill Simmons made a great point. It doesn't necessarily pertain to this uh, trade because Ainge is, is set, and Age has a good resume. But these guys, these GMs who won't take players, they want the picks because then they can tank, and they keep their – you can't fire them because they haven't even got to the picks yet in the draft. Yep. So these guys just say, all right, well, I just I have a five-year extension in my contract then, or in my pocket. They can't fire me because this is a, a tank job and a total rebuild. They have now 15 first-round picks in the next seven drafts. Also, they turned Gobert and Mitchell into Sexton, Beasley, uh, Kessler, Vanderbilt, Markinen, THT, Johnson, seven first-round picks, three first-round swaps. And all the lunacy started with the Gobert trade. And what happened here? So, I would I'm say... Not, it, good for the league that this happened. It's too, I, I wish Durant would have been moved, but still, finally we get this done, and I just wish he would have gone to the Knicks, and it's a shame.
3: So what kind of a grade would you give Ainge at this point? Well, oh, hell of a job. I would say it's got to be close to an A, right? If they're not going to go for the one seed by keeping Gobert and Mitchell, and those yeah. two guys didn't like each other, uh, again they were the one seed two years ago. I just I would have I would have done the deal
6: if that was on the table. I would have grabbed Barrett and two first round picks. I would have done that.
3: But, yeah, but th- but again that goes against your plan though. You could have well if I, he ch- if he truly wants Wem and Yana, Yama, Yeah. Then I, I don't want a player like Barrett on my team. Well, what's the diff- What's the gap between Barrett and Sexton? I mean, how many? Yeah, games, Sexton's many games, good.
6: Yeah, I mean, how many games are you gonna? What's the difference there too? Uh, certainly, that could be his thinking as well. But now you see the difference, the adjustment in the future market, the adjustment in the win total market. What happens? And it's going to be Utah and San
3: Antonio all in for the kid from France. I do like the way Cleveland's going for it, though. Sure, I mean, they, they were great in play, story. They were in play to win their division last year, and I had them at a hundred to one a year ago, uh, eight to one, the number that you got. I think that came down to what plus three seventy-five. Plus three fifty neighborhood to win their division now, and like you said, the win total got bumped up to 46, half. They are Eastern Conference is very, very good. God, stacked, stacked. I don't know where cool. they fall, but <laughs> come w- on. A- With
6: Atlanta, to, what Atlanta did? A lot of these big moves are happening in the Eastern Conference, right? Nets kept the guys together. Bucks are could have gone to the finals probably if Middleton doesn't get hurt. Celtics went to the finals, improved their team. Sixers improved their team, Atlanta improved their team, yeah. Cleveland improved their team. The, now, Miami could be the team
3: that falls. I was off. actually going to say they yeah. didn't do anything. Bad is job it, by Riley. Yeah, do we do we think the Heat actually might be the team to fall the most? Yeah, that could happen. And the Cavs actually kind of you know move up into know. that top 4 top 5 range? Right? Raptors, another one too. I just again the strangest part about the whole thing is that no Grimes. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, what what? It's just you know, you, you, come on. I'm I'm I'm, dull and
6: I'm furious. I'm absolutely livid. Yeah. Like I I hired you. You promised superstars. You said all these guys would come here. Pfft, you got no one. You got Brunson to show for it. But in order to get stars, you have to have a star. These guys want to play together and one star will lead to another. Stars want to follow and oh. play with stars and they have they have yet to deliver. And this is a bad job by Rose And all these new guys that the Knicks hired to try to bring in these big time guys, and they haven't done it.
3: I got to be honest again. I I don't think the Brunson Mitchell combination in the backcourt would have been ideal. Well, yeah, it's a nightmare defensively. Oh, just as bad as it gets defensively. Yeah, teams would eviscerate that that lineup. I don't know. Maybe maybe he goes out there and
6: you're going to score.
3: Maybe he turns into Devin Booker, and Devin Booker was bad defensively when he first came in, and he just. Now it's all effort with that guy, and he improves so much defensively. Maybe Mitchell can actually realize: Look, I got to actually go out there and try on defense. A lot of it's effort, right? It is, yeah, no doubt. And shaming people on social media every single night. Follow the money here on Veasan the Sports Betting Network. A lot of football to get into in the next hour of the program.
6: Dale, 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 dale. No dosing. No